was like was like almost like oh it was almost inhumane like if, if i were like 12 years old it would be inhumane but i'm 26 these days and like yeah. I, I kind of enjoyed it you know I, I think him and i just both hate we just hate ourselves and we just want to hurt ourselves but yeah now that you're an adult he's allowed to abuse you yeah 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 and like you you don't live there so like no yeah. no i mean he can abuse me out yeah 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 it's, it's a give and take you want to do the intro? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's start off on that note. Um, welcome back to Basement Breaks. Yes. Uh, this is our F one podcast. We are your hosts, Foster, and this is Steven. Yep. And uh, yeah, so we've got a pretty exciting uh, episode uh, planned for today. We're mm-hmm. going to be talking a little bit about the content that we've been creating. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to touch on a little bit of the Daytona 500, which oh. was supposed to happen today. I was banking on that a bit, but we'll get yeah. to that. Anyway, we'll get into that. We're going to talk about some liveries that were revealed, the other five teams that we were waiting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit about Christian Horner. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just sort of what we're looking into for the next two weeks until the first race. Mm-hmm. So... So I want a pretty good one. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead. How was your Valentine's Day, Foster? Mine was great. I uh, <laughs> went to the gym and it was uh, empty, and we were doing upper body, so oh, yeah. there was uh, no one on the machines or or uh, benches or anything. Yeah, it was a great time. You know, we're, we're at uh, you know, we're at February eighteenth right now. We just had Valentine's Day. Yep. Um. Yeah, you're right. We just had we just had a great work. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, like Valentine's Day, we were talking about it leading up to it, and it's like, man, this is going to be like the emptiest gym ever. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. It Honestly, was a- I was surprised. I mean, I'm not a, I've only been going to the gym for context for about five months, mm-hmm. um, but we've been going together. And, uh, it's been fun. Su- yeah, Probably. it has been fun. Um, but uh, I was surprised at how many people were actually there. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like dead. Yeah. Like super dead. Yeah. Um, but there were people there. It yeah. was definitely less. Um, but it was fun. Hey, we made a new friend. It was all yeah. it was all good fun. Yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, no. It, so we're coming off of Valentine's weekend, um, and 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 also we're coming off a very <clears throat> a very large campaign uh, for short form content. Yeah, our first campaign that we're sort of experimenting by making. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. It's experimenting where yeah we're we're doing a lot of like front end work, mm-hmm. um, research. We're doing animation. We're doing you know a collaboration. All of that. Um, so, so for, for anyone, for, for any visual listeners and, and anyone who was, wasn't listening before Foster's, um, learning animation, um, I'm learning a bit of, you know, short form creation. Um, and in terms of like making a story in one minute, um, I think we're doing a good job and, and, and you know, this is might, might be biased, but we're, we're getting more traction on, you know, working on giving every driver a story, mm-hmm. uh, to preview the season. And, and so how we worked it out was, you know, the 20 days leading up to the season for every 20 drivers, we're releasing one of these short forms per day. Um, and, and, and there's animation that goes into it. There's research, there's, you know, script that gets plugged into some AI, um, and all of that, anything in between. But you, you know, what, what I have to say is, you know, getting the traction and, and, and seeing people really enjoying what we're putting out there. I'm, I'm very grateful for that and oh, i don't yeah. know if you have any any input on that as well but um yeah 
you know, you know, it's really exciting to to to, to see people. Um, you know, it was funny. I, I was I was I was on Instagram earlier, and I saw someone like like three or four of our posts. And it felt really good to see that not only did they watch one, but they also mm. wanted to see other drivers, driver profiles as well. Yeah. It was heartwarming. You know? Oh, yeah. No, it's super cool to, this is our, well, you did some exploration with different content. Mm-hmm. So you have a little bit more content creation experience than I do. Yeah. Um, but this is my first sort of go at it. Um, and it is like super rewarding to see that something that, we're making because we're so passionate about it mm-hmm. um that other people are sharing the same sort of passion at least enough to hit like on it oh, yeah. um it's super cool yep. so thank you to uh you guys anyone that's uh subscribed to our youtube channel it means a lot followed us on instagram <laughs> yes like we're not big right now no. so every single like and every single follow is just like super cool to see no um, so thanks for checking out our content and deciding to you know interact with us is and so we just want to say thank you yeah we hope that uh you stay along for the ride and and if we you know hold us accountable you know keep commenting liking or (laughs) you know whatever just hold us accountable but thank you so much yeah so i think we both share that sentiment yeah and uh to go back on before we move on um to the driver profiles um that's really our first uh multi-part uh release that Mm -hmm. we've sort of worked on um, so it's kind of cool seeing the, that it's not just a single short form video that revolves around, you know, podcast highlight. Oh yeah. Um, but it's a separate content that is geared towards new fans and also old fans that, you know, still know and are caught up with the F1 sphere in general, Mm -hmm. but sort of to get a refresher on the history of some of these drivers. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been watching the short form, obviously, and we've been collaborating on it, but uh, I've learned already so much about the drivers and Mm -hmm. like where they came from. Cause yeah, I watched them last year drive, but to see like where they were even very recently, Mm -hmm. um, super cool. Um, So it is also cool to see, the people are enjoying that type of content as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, moving on to the Daytona 500. Yeah, I was really hoping to watch that with you today. Yeah, today is uh, Sunday. What's today? February 18th. Sunday, February 18th. And it was supposed to be the Daytona 500. Yes. But yesterday, I believe, uh, they ran into some rain issues and then i think it also happened today yeah and then today they announced that it would be happening on monday which is exactly what happened when we tried to go to a nascar race yes uh on the east coast and it got rained out and it got moved to monday and we worked on monday so we missed out yeah you know like i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to be mean to nascar as a whole as an event holding event but i think what this sport needs to understand is People want to become fans of this, but I'm not going to watch a race on a Monday. You know, like, <laughs> I, I don't. People I don't, can't. Like, we can't. No, we're not like, able to. Yeah. Like, if you're going to put a race on a Monday at 4 p.m., you know, think about the NFL. If you're really thinking about the NFL, they put a game on at 8 p.m. Everyone's done with work at that point. West Coast, East Coast, it doesn't really matter. But at 4 p.m., it's 1 p.m. in California. If you really think about that, I'm not off work and I'm on the East Coast. Think about what the West Coast is doing right now. So, you know, I really have to say, NASCAR, please just get your stuff together. Because we want to watch what you're doing. Like, 
we want to watch what you're doing. Yeah, we were excited to we, watch. We, it. we were very excited to watch. I made an entire day to watch the Daytona 500, and we couldn't. So I just please work on whatever you're doing. I know you're really trying your best, but please just work on whatever you're doing because I would love to watch a race one day, whether it's live or on TV. Just get your days right. I don't know. It's definitely, it's just unfortunate that they don't run in the rain compared to, you know, F1 and other motorsports that yeah. have rain as a part of, you know, strategy and yeah. the racing. Um, so I think that that's a major flaw with nascar mm -hmm. without being a nascar fan yeah. um that both events that i've tried to watch have been you know rain delayed to then not like the next weekend which is understandable mm -hmm. logistics wise um but yeah so we'll catch uh we'll be able to catch i guess some of it you know towards the end um maybe <laughs> yeah and if not then we'll catch some clips and stuff but yeah but yeah. that's uh Lost some viewers, I guess, but you know, I guess it's part of part of racing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. I was. I was. It's. It's stupid because I was really excited for the Daytona 500. Um. And I went home this past weekend. Um. You know, growing up, I I was a big NASCAR fan. Um. And I actually found some some pictures of 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 me, of 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 one of my birthday parties when I was celebrating. Uh, I think it was my third or fourth birthday. I don't really remember. I would have to count the candles on the cake. But I had this cake. It was incredible. It was of of Jeff Gordon finishing first mm. on the track um so that would have been september so i'm sure he probably would have been winning a championship at that point or something like that but yeah. i saw that picture and I, you know i was really excited to watch the daytona 500 this weekend <laughs> and and you know it's i guess you know maybe i'll watch the youtube videos tomorrow i guess i don't know but but you know i i, I guess i am disappointed maybe i am too disappointed i guess but i don't know I mean, we were looking forward to it, um, that I think we'll even with our schedule tomorrow, I don't know how long it goes is the issue. Um, it's three hours, I think. Oh. Three to four, I think. Huh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's always next year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would like to see some more of that because it's in such an American motorsport. Yeah. I would like to see and like learn more about it. Yeah. But they're um, not making it easy for us to learn. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. Their their fault. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, you can't change something like that yeah. overnight. Yeah. Um but this has been And I'm sure that they've like considered the, you know, like introducing a tire that they can run in the wet. Yeah. But it's probably just too much of a for that style of racing where you're just in a pack and you're just moving. Yeah. That it's like probably just not logistically possible to have those cars on the wet. I, I also think it's difficult. You know, you have 40% of the U S population where we live at right now, you know, and, and, and there was one race that we couldn't attend to because it was rained out. And now there's another race we couldn't watch on TV because it was rained out. And I think that just stains the sport as a whole, because, you know, those, those are two big races, you know, for, for our geographic area. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that's why I'm disappointed in that, in that, not necessarily the sport, but you know, the organizers of that sport. So, you know, maybe just <laughs> think about the fans a little bit better, I guess. But, um, I guess now we could probably get in a little bit of F1 stuff once Back again. To Formula One. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So driving the rain a little bit. Last episode, we got to talk about the first five of 10 teams that released their cars. Oh yeah. Um, and so we went over that last episode. So mm -hmm. if you want to catch up, check out our last episode where we talk about the first five cars that were released. But 
this past week we got the last five um and they were essentially the the bigger of the teams um so we were looking forward to uh the releases and the first one that we got was aston martin on monday um looking at the aston martin you guys will see pictures on screen on the youtube channel um so if you want to see them go check us out on youtube mm-hmm. um but one main change with the aston martin um that i'll sort of explain the context of first uh all of the f1 cars the way that their suspension works in the front and the rear is that they either have a push rod or a pull rod and it's essentially that when you steer the car there's a rod that's attached from the steering column to the part of the hub or whatever that there's a word for that that moves and turns the wheel Mm -hmm. and it's either attached to the front and it pulls to then turn right on one side or it pushes to turn left on that side so it's like there's two core uh categories of suspension systems in f1 it's either the push rod or the pull rod and we saw a lot of changes between the cars especially these five um going into this season that were different than last season um so aston martin switched from uh switched their rear suspension to push rod uh style where it was pull rod which was inherited by mercedes which also makes sense because they that's their power unit supplier Mm -hmm. uh, and they also supply the rear suspension so they essentially inherited that suspension from mercedes as a supplier Mm um but they it's essentially the difference between them is you know there's a lot of differences between them but what they allow for is like the main difference where it's one of them you can essentially allow the car to or the the power unit to be like essentially closer to the center of gravity of the car um and there's a whole lot that goes into it um that i won't talk about but they essentially chose that suspension um, because they wanted to optimize the maximum efficiency of airflow around the rear wing so the suspension essentially is like better in that instance for the aerodynamics Um, but that was basically the main other than that the car is still British racing green with that bright neon Mm -hmm. little accent color and uh, still the Aramco sponsor yes they still have Cognizant and Aramco um i think they're different places um and every car has seen a little bit of aerodynamic change that i won't go into like all the different aspects of every car but that was the aston martin um i think it looks cool yeah and i think it you know looked cool last year too yeah Um, i don't have much to say about the aston martin you know i'm not i'm not really much of a designer Mm -hmm. um to me the car looks the exact same that it did last year yeah um and i think most other than the, you know, very, very yeah, uh, unique Specific fans. technical stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think most fans will look at that car and be like, all right, that's the yeah, smart. All right, whatever. Move yeah. on. Um, and we we'll, you'll see later that other teams also, and I know that you've seen them, but as yeah. we share, that some of these teams didn't change a whole lot and some did change a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. So Aston Martin was just one that, you know, they made a lot of changes, but as far as how the car looks... It's essentially the same mm-hmm. kind of car. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll move on to Ferrari then. Um, Yellow. Yes. 
yellow and white. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah when you I said yellow, so. I was like, it's red. Uh, so I don't know what you're talking about. But yes, um, they introduced some new white and uh, yellow stripes. Yeah, those highlights were interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it looks good. You don't like it as much? I mean, you know, I mean... Do you prefer last year's car? I prefer last year's car. That's fair. I, I, I really think that, you know, that they have that unique style to them. Yeah. Um, they don't really need to delve outside of that. You know, Kick recently bought Alfa Romeo or, or you know, I think we got Took into that over. last week. Yeah. But, you know, that kind of removed one of the red cars on the grid. They kind of had that unique feature all of a sudden where they were much more red. Uh, they didn't really need to add a color, in my opinion. And also, I know that a lot of that's going to eventually turn into carbon fiber because they're going to be lagging behind the Mercedes and the Red Bull um, and the McLaren probably as well. Um, so I imagine that car turns mostly black and red by the end of the by the end of the first three races. <laughs> hmm. Interesting take. Yeah. Um, what else do I have about it? Um, they essentially created like what they called a whole new car, which, mm-hmm. as you see. It looks very different. Mm-hmm. Um, the as far as what they focused on, and this the F one has released three interviews with drivers over the past, I believe, two weeks. Um, Signs, Leclerc, and Alonso were all interviewed by Lawrence Barreto, mm-hmm. um, and I watched all of those today. Um, and Leclerc, and I saw it other places, but Leclerc essentially talked about that they. Uh, wanted to focus on better drivability and better race pace, which were, if you like, look at their performance, oh, yeah. like that was the downfall of that yeah, great car. Quality, great yeah. quality pace, horrible race pace the entire season. Yeah. So that's interesting that he just, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that at least that they know, you know, they're acknowledging what they have worked on yeah. and what that team needs in that's order to, to be successful. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how things go. Um. It's interesting seeing interviews with drivers because everyone always asks, you know, how's the new car feel? <laughs> and they're like, I've done three laps and we weren't pushing. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's essentially always their answer. But we will see cars on track this week I'm on so Wednesday. Excited. I am so, so excited. So we'll be able to hear Sam Collins <laughs> talking about data this and data this. And then Will Buxton is going to be standing outside the garage pointing to point at the camera at a certain part of the car and then all oh, the yeah. engineers are going to be blocking the shot. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. I didn't even watch 2023 testing. No, you didn't. Um, yeah, because I, I think I watched it by myself and yeah. then right leading up to the first race of the season, then I was like, hey, yo, do you want to watch this with Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because I, I, I won't have, oh, this is the first time I have someone to like bounce stuff off of. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, oh, how is that working versus how is that? So, okay, I'm trying to get stuff you're... to go into this upcoming weekend too. So. Yeah, it. Uh, I think testing will be cool. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we'll see much of it live because of it being on at a weird time. Yeah, we work. And it's in Bahrain, of course. That's but, across the world. Yeah. Um, But, it will be cool to, you know, see. I did see a bingo board <laughs> of F1 testing on, uh, I think I saw it on Twitter, that I I mean, I haven't been a part of seeing the testing, but mm-hmm. it seemed very like the token things that are bound to happen, mm-hmm. you know. Who do you think, testing. okay, <laughs> who do you think is going to crash first? First crash? There's probably a bet on like first wall impact of testing. I'll, I'll just put it on Max. I think he's going to No, 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 I'm not going to. He's no. not going to push. Yeah, he's too not going to push. No. He's no, going to no. know that he has no. to 
reel it in. I just, I hope no one crashes. Really, I hope no one crashes. I, th- I think like, it, it would be yeah. beneficial for every team if no one crashes and it'll give us the best racing to watch as a whole, too. So. One, uh, another, you know, caveat to the testing that I learned about talking about these interviews is um, when I saw the schedule for testing is three days, mm-hmm. but what Alonso brought up that I didn't think about and I didn't know the setup of is that each team is only going to have one driver in a car at testing. Mm. So each driver only has one and a half days of testing. Interesting. Yeah. So it's not going to be, you know, everyone on the track all at the same time. Yeah. So it'll be also be interesting to see when they allow certain drivers to be in the car. Like, yeah. is it going to be one and a half days of one driver and yep. then switch or both drivers back and forth? I don't know. There's probably a lot of questions that I have that I would be answered if I had just watched last year's testing. Mm-hmm. But I think we're both really excited to see cars on track, everyone talking about different things. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry for that uh, tangent there. Back to the Ferrari. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah, That was basically all we had for Ferrari, so that was a good oh, transition cool, yeah. on. Um, so now we're on to McLaren and Mercedes, both revealed on Wednesday, February 14th. Um, I believe I woke up and Mercedes has already had already revealed their car. Um, yeah, it was at 5 a.m. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I like got out of, you know, the first time I checked my phone and yeah. I opened social media, it was just the car was thrown at me. Yeah, it looked cool. Yeah. I really I, like it, actually. I, I, I genuinely think that that car is the most... Un- or unique, attractive-looking car on the grid at the moment. Oh, wow. Huh. Um, I agree that it's... I also think it's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and both drivers have their own color scheme, too. Yes. And that's a that's a Mercedes quirk, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is cool that you can identify the George Russell with that, like, Carolina blue color, mm-hmm. and then Lewis Hamilton with the highlighter yellow. Yeah. Um. So... Some uh, facts about the, we'll go into Mercedes car. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a very new car and livery, which they, you know, announced that they were going to have a big change. And I think that they, you know, landed on that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also what they said is the basis of like this car is going to also be the basis of the 2025 car. So mm-hmm. what they did was essentially, we're halfway through the car rule set. Uh, every four years, the F1 rules change and all the cars change. Um, and so entering into the 2024 season, we've seen the first two years of the, the these new cars, and now we're seeing sort of the latter half of that four-year stint. Um, and so Mercedes essentially explained that like they did a huge change now and that this car is going to carry with modifications all the way up until the end of the 2025 season, where then they will be introducing a whole new car with new rules in 2026. Mm. Um, so that this this year, you're going to see that huge change that they did have. Mm-hmm. And then next year, it's going to be a lot closer to the other teams that it looks the same. They moved some stuff around, made some aerodynamic changes, but essentially the whole car is going to be the same interesting the biggest change that they've made is um essentially every 
part of the car is modified. The placement and location of the power unit and the driver's cockpit are all shifted around. Um, if you remember, Hamilton was uh, yes. complaining about being too far forward in the car. Yep. They shifted the cockpit back 10 centimeters, which is still back further, but it's not as far back as the other ones, yeah. like Ferrari and Red Bull. So they gave him they gave him what he wanted, but not quite what he wanted, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think they spent a lot of time and resources in redoing the car. That's unfortunate. Um, I mean, I mean, we'll, uh, not, we'll not, see yeah. that they, you know, they listen to feedback, yeah, they and they did. know that they have him for one more year. Yeah. So, um, we'll see if he complains less or and likes the car more. Yeah. Or if it's uh, worse off. They they've also done like big changes with the the way that the their shoulders on the engine cover that go back. Mm-hmm. Um. And then mm-hmm. side pod design. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot of different stuff. So we'll see. Um, and like like I, like I we both saw last year, cars like Aston Martin came out swinging and then fell behind pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And then cars like McLaren <laughs> came out flat. And by the Anything end. Can happen. Yeah. I mean, you it's never a long really know. Season. And what, not necessarily what you're going to see performance-wise at testing or the first three races might not apply trend-wise for the rest of the season. So take everything with a grain of salt, if, especially if this is your first uh, Formula One season as a viewer. Um, just take in everything with an open mind and try to learn as much as you can. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, but it should be exciting. Um, do I have anything else for that? Oh. They also switched their uh, rear suspension to the push rod system. Oh, okay. um, and the, where was it? One thing I missed about the Ferrari is that about the push rod rear suspension, Ferrari is the only team that is now is the only team that has the pull rod rear suspension. Mm. Every team that had it, like Mercedes, switched to the push rod um and it's essentially because there's a concept of convergence that's happening right now with all of these cars where obviously red bull is like the target so people want to beat and exceed so all of the cars are sort of converging closer and closer to that peak that is red bull essentially Mm -hmm. right now um you know, Red Bull could could have made some bad changes, and we might see them reverting back on a lot of these new things that they're releasing, um, because they're obviously the fastest car on the grid um, by a pretty good margin right now. Um, but that was one thing with the suspension I missed with Ferrari. But that was also the last thing I had for Mercedes. So we are moving on to McLaren. Um, that was released the same day, later in the day. Um, McLaren is my favorite team, so I was looking forward to seeing the car. Mm-hmm. They had already released the livery uh, a couple weeks prior, but this was the first time we were seeing the new car. Um, so, big change that we already saw before, um, but they removed the Curacao blue, so it's now just orange and carbon slash black. Um, they've got some chrome numbers on there, which is cool. Lando is a big fan of the chrome vinyl. Um, They've also introduced, um, not about the car, but about 
McLaren in general and their online presence. They've introduced a new secondary color um, that doesn't exist on the car, but as far as their social media and everything, they introduced a new color and a new typeface that they're using for all of their branding. Um, it's like a copper pastel color. And when they use it in conjunction with the papaya, it just sort of makes the papaya like pop I see it. and be really bright. Yeah. And it'll you'll see it on screen on the YouTube video. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at it for right context, now, yeah. but I see it. I think it's pretty sweet. Um it's very new and different than where they've been. And if you follow them on online on Instagram and you see all of their I'm also a graphic designer by profession, so that's the kind of things that I pay attention to. Um so seeing their new sort of brand and like look at everything. They've also essentially started this new campaign um, along with, you know, having this new year where they have like a new tagline and all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. Um, so I what think was your tagline? Uh, whatever it takes. I feel like that was one of mine in high school football back in the day. I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but it is like a, it's a whole like, rebrand not yeah. like a full rebrand because it's still mclaren like mclaren is still the brand yeah. um but as far as how they're portraying all the photography and design um that's good for a bit them. of a change yeah <laughs> it's nice and fresh um and i think it looks sweet uh what do i have else for them oh so um one concept that i was interested in seeing how the teams were going to execute it going into livery reveals was how are they going to reveal the car prior to the season without revealing like all of the good beneficial changes that they've made to the car mm -hmm. and to just like give that away to the other teams like that kind of confused me but what I've seen with all the releases and also heard and seen that it was like shown to me is that they do they're pretty creative with their camera angles and lighting in certain shots, especially the, you know, the bigger top teams that are all very competitive, Red Bull, McLaren, Ferrari, Aston Martin, um, Mercedes, all of these teams are trying to show their car and, you know, build up hype for the season. But it's like, hey, we don't really want to show the details of this section of the car because even if teams can't integrate that now for the start of the season, that's still valuable you know, information to them going into the season that they could, you know, potentially, there's a whole lot of stealing ideas in F1. So that's, uh, with that concept in mind, McLaren in the past two years has not been very, uh, like keeping things under wraps. Um, if you look back at their performance, they weren't that competitive for the last two years. Mm -hmm. Um, but People have identified that this year, especially with their car reveal, are being very secretive and intentional, 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 high intention. <laughs> they're be, um, the way that they're showing the car is revealing the livery and different changes, but it's keeping a lot of things secret. Yeah. yeah. A lot of details. Yeah. Um, which makes sense because they are at the since the end of last year they're considered to be fairly competitive and could be competitive with Red Bull this year. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of an interesting fact that they were, this is the first year in two years that they haven't really been 
as open about the car, mm-hmm. um, which leads me directly into Red Bull, who uh, are the most secretive about their car, not wanting to give away all the details. Um, it looks the same. Yeah. it's <laughs> uh, And that makes sense. Um, I think a lot of people dislike that cars like that don't change. Um, <laughs> the argument that I've found, especially when researching for deliveries, is that, and it makes sense coming from a design perspective, but branding is huge in Formula One. Mm-hmm. And if you're on top and Red Bull is super recognizable, then like why change the car to make it not as recognizable and have yeah. that two decades of, you know, history that you're just killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of an argument as to like why they didn't change anything visually, but they've made a bunch of aerodynamics changes. Um, a lot of them have been uh, argued that they're actually copying ideas from the 2013 Mercedes-Benz car. Um, so, The W14, I think is what you're talking about. You're talking about the side pods? They, the side pods, yeah. Yeah, I think the side pods from the W14 are getting reworked by Red Bull right now. Got and that's it. a lot. Uh, I think I saw that a lot on on on, on Twitter. Like people are saying that yeah. um, Red Bull essentially did what Mercedes couldn't do and perform. Yeah. Um, I think that's Red Bull as a brand. They'll do that. You yeah. know, they'll identify. Hey, this is a good idea, but we're gonna make it better. Yeah. Um, and and, and you know, it, it, it's it's very interesting too because you know Adrian Newey has a very good history in Formula One of pushing cars to the limit. And making them extremely impressive, or just very impressive cars. Yeah, but he also has a track record of pushing them too far. And if you see what happened to Sebastian Vettel after he won four championships in a row, that car was a donut. Will that happen now this year? You don't know. But that yeah. car looks a lot different this year than it did last year. Yeah, I I was kind of shocked with how many changes that they introduced. Yeah. Um, I've also been trying to follow all of the intricacies as far as like what they're hiding, intentionally hiding and what they're intentionally showing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a, there's a lot of aerodynamics changes, which I would imagine could change, you know, hugely make an impact on the pace of the car. Mm -hmm. And if everyone's doing that, and you can see that there's major differences between Red Bull and these other teams mm-hmm. that, you know, out the gates, we could have a car that's way faster than the Red Bull car. Oh, yeah. Is it likely? I don't necessarily think I don't know. so. We'll never know. But it's possible. Till Bahrain, um, two weeks. Yeah. And <laughs> and like I said, I don't really have a great frame of reference, not having seen testing before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It it was shocking to me that they made as many changes as they did. I knew the livery wouldn't change, um, but I guess we'll have to see how these uh, all these aerodynamics and different changes will affect pacing and sort of the lineup as we enter the season. Oh yeah. Um, so I've got a couple more things for uh, Red Bull here. Um, three. Oh, they introduced essentially a. Uh, the side pod inlet to be vertical rather than horizontal mm-hmm. and then have like a, you know, more of an open pass through for air and then a smaller, you know, intake at the side pod. Um, but a 
pretty big change going from like the horizontal right below the mirror to then like vertically. Um, and then other than that, McLaren and Red Bull are currently the only two teams that have the pull rod front suspension. Hmm. So with Ferrari's change, um, Aston Martin changed the rear. Um, but those are currently the two that have that system for the front. So they're used to that architecture, like the, the difference between the pull rod and the push rod architecture. Um, one allows for a little bit more access into the parts. Um, and also because of that, the teams that aren't switching or are switching are either going to have to like essentially learn new muscle memory for like repairing and working on the car with that new system. Um, so the fact that Red Bull didn't change that, but teams like Aston Martin and Ferrari have that new system, that could be seconds that, you know, are found with as far as like working on the car. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll have to, you know, work through that. Um, but changing the front suspension or rear suspension could give you, you know, better pace in the car. So that could be a benefit to these teams. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a snapshot of the liveries that we've uh, been revealed. And uh, that's all the cars for this season. And the next time that we will see the cars is on track in Bahrain for testing. So looking, all right. looking forward to it. Yeah. So you ended on uh, on Red Bull there. Yep. Um, and I want to talk about the elephant in the room of something that, you know, I really don't really want to... F- I, I don't want to talk about this, but I feel like it, it's important to address because it's been going on for a long time. Yep. Um, there's been a lot of allegations with Christian Horner. Um, I don't, I don't, like, I, I, I've really been trying to read as much as I can, but at the same time, it just feels like there's news sources that get, you know, really messed up, you know, based off of, you know, information, this, that. It, it's so difficult to really understand what is going on. Right now with that situation, you know, there was thought of, you know, the former, you know, Formula One president, Bernie Ecclestein got involved and all of a mm-hmm. sudden, you know, Christian Horner's enemies with Adrian Newey and Max Verstappen and and, and, and all this and that and everything in between. I, I'm kind of disgusted by this at this point. I feel like people are just talking about this to talk about it. Maybe it gets clicks, but... It's very frustrating as a fan because I don't really know what to believe, what to side in. And at the same time, why don't we just let this occur and then we can make our decision based off of what the transpires. Result. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um and and, and 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 you know, maybe I don't want to lament on the Christian Horner thing too much because I really don't know the details. But you know, maybe we just go right into like the state of like news as a whole on the scene. Sure. Because you know, we kind of saw it with 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 Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. going to Ferrari, right? We yeah. kind of woke up. And I was like, "Hey, there, there's this really big rumor going on right now." And I remember we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. I sent it to you, and you're like, "No, that's not gonna happen." I was like, "I know yeah. it's not gonna happen. Yep. That's crazy." Yep. And the next day, like, people were reporting on it, not news sources, but like individual people were like, "Hey, Lewis Hamilton's confirmed to Ferrari." This, that, and everything in between. And we're like, not. I mean, not really. It's not official yet, you know, but like people were telling us that weren't Formula One fans that it was news. Yeah. But it, nothing was official. No. And I feel like it's, it's, it's getting very similar with this and, and, and it's very different. I want to, I want to just leave this here. It's very different. The, the gravity of what's going on with Christian Horner, but 
you know, the stuff that's being pushed out there is also extremely, you know, toxic to both of the people because there are people that are putting out news sources that, you know, if there is a female involved that she's, you know, just doing it to get stuff in the media. And there's people that are putting things out equally saying that Christian Horner is like completely innocent, that he's going to, you know, continue this formula season like nothing has happened. Yeah. And I think both of those are extremely destructive to the point that something has occurred. Yeah. And that needs to be either put to bed or pursued, you know, mm-hmm. one or the other, there's nothing in between. And I think that's something that this, this community, maybe it's because it's global is very difficult for it to comprehend mm-hmm. because you have people that, you know, in the U S we're kind of used to this, you know, the, the whole, uh, I'm sorry. Tabloids and Hollywood. Yeah. 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 So, so, so I'm kind of digesting this as I see fit. I don't think Europe is very used to that, you know, and maybe this is me just being hypercritical, but I just feel like they're not very used to that in that sense. Um, And then you go to the global scene and there's people that really don't care as well, which is unfortunate because I think this is very important to, to, to really understand and what's going on here. But, you know, I, I just think this is a entire stain on the scene of Formula One news as a whole because no one really knows what's happening. And I think everyone's just talking about it to talk about it to get clicks, to get money, whatever. Yeah. But it's disgusting to me at this point. Yeah, I think uh it's definitely been a huge preseason mm-hmm. um as far as the scale of news that's mm-hmm. getting talked about. Um and I use the term news as lightly i guess like drama um Wait, do we even know anymore people people are the things that people are talking about yeah um are very huge scale mm-hmm. um like these aren't small things that are occurring um and i think obviously the situation and storytelling of lewis to ferrari and christian horner's current situation are like obviously very different um And I think that that, what you talked about, which I agree, and I'm seeing the same exact things, um, the revealing of, uh, of releasing information that isn't true that, you know, a day early or hours early that Lewis was confirmed to be on Ferrari, does that, like, hurt, you know? the the audience as much Mm -hmm. uh, or does it hurt the sphere of formula one as much um compared to people releasing what they're announcing is like news or confirmed about christian horner i think the weight of that with lewis hamilton is a lot less Mm -hmm. um based on the subject matter yes but the same exact thing is happening across the board like anything related to f1 Mm -hmm. um and i think it's just it's bad journalism to be releasing horrible information that isn't true yet and to say that it's already like confirmed yeah you're putting ideas in people's heads that isn't true yes and it's very misleading um and like very very um you know fans that are super into it I think can have a better um, way of identifying what is confirmed and what is true and mm-hmm. what isn't. But the issue is, is that there's 
a lot of fans that aren't as involved and on top of everything that's going on. Yeah, it's all derived just five, and, and it's like, oh yeah. wow, Christian Horn is in the news, and oh my god, he's an awful person. Yeah. No one knows yet. They would you be, know? they would be, um, no one knows. Know, sort of looking at this news as yeah. true, um, and I think that that's a big issue, yeah, um, because then you start forming opinions about different things and different teams and different people, and uh, I agree that I think there needs to be sort of a change to the you know sphere of formula one news um, yeah, it's, it, you know it's, it's it's difficult when you have like liberty media bought it and they were like all right we're gonna make this an internet thing and yeah. now we have all these people making podcasts about it that are yeah. giving their opinion right yeah. but then you also have those people that are on twitter they're also giving news and mm-hmm. is it news or is it fake you know yeah. and i think that's just you know the the, the nature of the beast uh, i think yeah. you know that's something that will be addressed, will be changed. We don't know, but that's something that I think needs to be at least evolved. Yeah, for sure. Um, in this new age of media and all that. So, yeah, it's tricky and it's like, how do you fix it? Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. I don't think anyone knows. Um, Just let it do its thing, I guess for now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think this kind of thing will always keep happening like big drama yes. will always exist within formula one yes but we're, and we're not saying that that needs to change what we're saying is like the way that it's talked about needs to change i agree yeah. because you when you demonize people that aren't necessarily guilty yeah then you create a community of people that demonize someone who's not necessarily guilty yeah so. and i think in this specific situation i think what needs to happen is that um you know People are obviously informed that there's an investigation going on right now. Yeah. But I think that the next, and people can say that because I think that that's basically confirmed. Um, but reporting on results and potential, like where people are going to end up if this happens and where this happens, reporting on that shouldn't happen until it's revealed from Red Bull, from F1, like what happens mm-hmm. then you can talk about the results but trying to like predict or like say that certain things are in stone just doesn't make any sense in this situation yeah so we'll see what, how things result hopefully soon um but i think that kind of leads into something that you know we can talk about and that is that um do we think that red bull other variables aside can still be successful without Christian Horner as being on that team is Max the 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 key to that team and he's the only one that's doing anything or is a lot of the success of Red Bull uh because of Christian Horner and I think Christian Horner's been there essentially since the beginning the of Red Bull yeah. yeah you know I I I think if you look at Red Bull as a whole you look at how it's succeeded, mm-hmm. how it's gotten not only drivers championships, but constructors championships. Um, it comes down to a single driver for that team. Mm-hmm. I think that regardless as to what happens with Christian Horner, mm-hmm. I think Max Verstappen will perform to as best as he can mm-hmm. because that's who he is as a driver. Oh yeah. Um. So do I think that Red Bull can survive? Yes. Do I think they'll survive for 15 years? No. Right? 
Yeah. But I think Max Verstappen will make whatever he can out of that team. Mm-hmm. So, and and that might just be my opinion. But what yeah. do you think? No, I I agree that, um, and we've seen this before that Max doesn't like allow a lot of factors get to him, get in the way of him performing at a hundred and ten percent like he always does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that you know, I. I would imagine that he has a pretty great relationship with Christian Horner. Um, so I could see that this could, you know, tarnish that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, if someone else moves in that has the ability to make changes um, to the team that doesn't have as good of a relationship with Max now, whoever comes in if Christian Horner's out to that team is already going to know that like Max is the key to their success. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine that, you know, a new team boss isn't going to kill that team. Um, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, But I agree that I think Max is essentially their key to success currently. And they've had other keys to success in the past, like Vettel. Um, But I think that, Eventually, this I can't really tell if this will be dwelled on for the next years to come or if this is just going to be a blip that's forgotten. Um, I can't really tell on the scale of it. Obviously, the result will make a pretty big difference in that. Um, but yeah, I don't think that just this investigation itself not the result of it is like the downfall of red bull no. which a lot of people have been calling out no i think that's without um like knowledge of formula one and how that team works and yeah the history of that team yeah um, i agree but uh so i don't think this is by any means the downfall of red bull but just like lewis hamilton to ferrari we could see some huge changes in formula one in the next year or two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. And we start talking about the next two weeks here and what we got planned here. Yeah. We are, uh, currently two weeks out from a race minus one day. Minus one day. Yeah. 13 days. Oh my gosh. It's Bahrain. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Less I have to start thinking about doing sim stuff and all. I, I have so much work to do. Yeah. But, but I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited at the same time. I, I don't know about you, but I'm having a ton of fun, like, creating all yes. of this. Yes. Um, the only thing that sucks about it is, is is not having the time to do it, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, we both currently work full-time, yeah. and this is our passion project that yep. we're trying to grow and just, you know, create <laughs> community and share our ideas that we find valuable and hopefully other people find valuable or entertaining in the least um but yeah so we're uh we're gonna keep releasing the the daily releases of the driver cards yep so you'll be able to check those out heavy heavy tiktok podcast yeah um week two yeah you'll be seeing lots of i'll be working on that short form content on our tiktok instagram and youtube short platforms oh yeah um yeah so next episode will be giving our predictions for the season so look out for that yeah i'm excited Uh, to talk about a lot of cars on track i was gonna say we'll be able to talk and wrap up uh testing and 
all the numbers and data that Sam Collins brings to our lovely ears. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I miss all their voices. Julian Palmer, I miss you. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of your sim content release on Formula One. I mean, you know, we, we have this, we have this, you know, maybe we're not going to talk about that idea yet, but we have a secret, a secret project that we're potentially that we're in the, in the idea stage of, yeah. but we're soon going to start working on. That'll be pretty cool content for you guys to see, but it's making me very excited about that. So yeah. uh, the, the stuff that you're doing, Julian Palmer recently, very much appreciate that. That's that, that is awesome what you're doing. <laughs> I've seen you watching it and I need to watch it now myself. Yeah. Um, there's actually so much. If you guys are bored waiting for the season to start, <laughs> go on F1 TV. Oh my gosh! Get the subscription. Yes. It's find find it. Well, I won't necessarily say that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's relatively inexpensive. It's ten bucks a month, and they yeah. have an archive of so many races. Oh, it's addictive. Over the past like seventy years, it's awesome. It's so cool. It's and, so much fun. You know, interviews and mm-hmm. that whole sub series of uh, well, all the tech talks. Uh, tech oh, yeah. talks we've seen those um but yeah that julian palmer series about the sim side of things yep. is super cool oh yeah um, so yeah go check out f1 tv we're uh we're in the united states obviously so that's our preferred way to watch i know a lot of people in the uk uh, watch sky sports with david crofty and you know that's uh that's also good too mm-hmm. um i'm sure it is i haven't seen it myself but mm-hmm. Yeah, we're uh, getting excited for the uh, 2024 F1 season to begin. So, 13 days. 13 days. It's a countdown. Yep. A and lot of short form to do between now and then. However, I'm very excited. Yeah. Cars on track on Wednesday. That is Cars that is actually track. less than 72 plus 24, 96. 96 hours away. Yeah. Cars on track. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, We'll be watching testing. Hopefully you guys catch some testing and we'll be talking about that next episode. But this is the end of this episode. So thanks for watching. Please follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, probably not Twitter right now because I've been lazy about that. <laughs> However, check out our YouTube shorts, our Instagram reels, our TikToks. Please look us up. Our our websites, you know, maybe not that. But... We're working on it. We're working on we're it. We're developing. Oh, yeah, we're working on it. Um, leave a like. Please subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If yeah. you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. If you hate it, that's okay. My voice isn't that great. Foster has a better voice than me. However, we really appreciate you listening. Now we're at a 50-something minutes. I don't really know at this point because it's, it's very miscellaneous, but thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, comment down below about what you think about the uh, car liveries or... Yeah. Anything else we we've uh, talked about today? We love to. Your comments are super cool to read. Oh yeah, um, and we read all of them. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> share share your ideas because oh, yeah. uh, we love to hear it. And yes. uh, if you have any feedback for us or ideas or you know shoot it shoot it out there because we'll see it. So yeah. Other than that, thank you, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Bye.